Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rule the Roost podcast. I haven't been to an Oktoberfest tent today. Oh, I'm hard. Um, so it's it's hopefully going to be a much more coherent uh, podcast. Although I think I think well, actually, do you know what? The lads studied the ship the other day, um, Connor and Phil. So you know whether or not I'm not coherent at the best of times. This intro is a case in point, isn't it? But again, I've got another ship steadier on board, and that is. Everybody knows him by now. Hello, Spooky. Welcome back, mate. How are you oh, getting on? All right, mate. But I, I, I do need to add the caveat that I'm also quite awful at intros, and they're tough. I don't know they? when to stop. I don't know when to stop talking as well, which is another massive issue. Do, do you know what it is? Uh, it's, it's the formality of the whole thing. Um, and I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to just sort of wrap this up in some. Ooh, I'm zany. I'm such a tortured artist. Although it is a little bit that. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm at my the peak of my powers when I'm just. Bang, let's just go. Let's just embrace the chaos. Let's just get into it. The structured side, I think this is probably why I always struggle to hold down jobs, really. It's because, like, the structure of things, having to, like, approach something in a in that sort of fashion, it always throws me a bit. You know, I always mm. want I always want to colour outside the lines, you know? Do you know what I mean, That man? should be encouraged, so edgy, though, a, right? a lot more. I mean, the, the you know, not to go, <laughs> not to go completely deep on education and, and, and the way that the system works. I mean, a lot of it has always been about conditioning, right? You know, you just kind of condition people. And for, for the most part, maybe 80, 90% of people will just be ready for any type of mundane office job. And then there'll always be those extremes, those people that have that talent to go just that one step further simply because of natural uh, abilities or capacity to kind of learn really easily but in amongst all those percentages you've got people who are creative and and so how do you at a very early age allow that creativity to to, to roam free I think we're really lucky anyway I mean generally just talking about us and football and, and whatever else anybody whether you're on a podcast or on Twitter you do have that freedom to be expressive in whatever way you wish to to be expressive you know um, and I, I like these, even if no one was listening, you know, me chatting to someone about football in this, in this, in this kind of one-on-one situation where we're not actually facing each other, which is obviously the best way to do it. It's therapeutic, mate. And it, and it, and it kind of helps, it kind of helps you. It helps me anyway, just in terms of formulating my perspectives and, and, and opinions. You see, I've done it. There's the perfect example of me banging on and talking and rambling. And I don't even know what my point was classic spooky mm, but that's it mate you know just just get it out and that's it you know on to the next one and that, you know, <laughs> not that not that i don't treasure and uh pour a lot of energy into this medium of podcasting but that's what i do like about it. i do like that it's a fairly 
disposable medium to a degree. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like it, exactly. it helps helps me through the week. It helps other people through the week. I'm, I'm not just yeah. saying. I'm not projecting that. People send me lots of nice messages to that effect. You know, and it's I don't know. It's just it's quite a nice way of. You know, I'm I'm under no illusions, mate. You know, like it's not any sort of humble brag thing. Yeah, you know, a few people listen to this, but at the same time, I'm not under any illusions. I'm not, you know, speaking to millions of people. Um, mm. It's just something that is kind of like a sort of nice little community, really, that forms out the back yeah. of all this stuff. And you know, I don't want to get too sort of navel gazing about all this, but even you know, between all the different pods, like the sort of where we all interact and generally take the piss out of each other. Do you know what I mean? But still. It's just quite a nice little thing, isn't it? I think it's a more... It I think it's a... In all the sort of bullshit and all the kind of fractures that appear, whether it's about Ndombele or whether it's about should we sell Harry Kane or not, should we bench him in Son or not, and everything that just occurs within our fan base, it is nice to just sort of also have a bit of a sort of a... I don't know, just a load of twats talking shit, really, isn't it? That's, that's, that's the way that's I can put it. That's what we do at, at the game, in the pubs. You know, with family, with friends, it is, you know, it's it's just a means of, uh, like I said, it's just a means of just processing everything. Um, we, it's, I mean, it's just classic football fandom, really. We just overcomplicate something that's fundamentally really basic. You know, it's just a bunch of men kicking the ball about, um, and that, that's really it. But it's not, it's a lot more. So here we are. Well, on, on that note, mate, um, we, it feels like the right time to to dive into and we'll start with the tragic passing of Giampiero Ventroni um, I mean obviously he hasn't been at the club a long time at all but mm-hmm. he's worked with Conte for the past 30 years and regardless of his time at the club it seems as though he's left a remarkably kind of lasting impression on many of the players if not all of the players um, and it felt like the platitudes that were coming out from a lot of the players, mm. the grief that was being expressed pretty publicly from somebody like Harry Kane, who, let's be honest, is not... He's a pretty straight guy, right? You know, he, yeah. he he's not really one to show yeah. a lot of emotion other than when he's not scoring goals. Um, other than when he is scoring goals, I should say. And just seeing kind of that, it, it didn't just feel like it's something that the players are just shocked by proximity, right? It really feels like they are actually really kind of affected yeah they are yeah yeah, you know yeah um so to put in that type of performance and really do you know what to be fair to him for even Conte to just show up for the match like the guy's like an uncle or a brother to him or whatever really in the in the spectre of things that's the that's the impression I get um they all flew out for the funeral after after the game wow um it was is my understanding from what I read um so it kind of does put a lot of things into perspective. I kind of woke up this morning and I, I, I wrote a blog for, for my Patreon just covering the Brighton game in, in ye olde philosophical rambles again. And then I kind of just dumped a whole load of paragraphs down about about what's happened in, in the last couple of weeks. And, and it's... In terms of what they're going through, it's, it's, it's something that resonates because we've all gone through it, right? We're with friends, family people that we know worked with you know everybody's been touched by something tragic you know it's it's just unavoidable um but there was just something and, I, and i'm going to publish this at, at some point i might even 
kind of share it for free because I think it's it it might I don't know might help people in some way. Um, I don't I don't know, uh, or maybe it's just several paragraphs of uh, of of me waffling on and not really saying much um, like I'm doing now. But there was something about how for a moment. It, kind of the fourth wall was kind of broken like we we were seeing emotions beyond the the things that we expect to see within football and 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 often we have such high expectations of, of players and managers and teams and, and 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 we kind of stand there kind of demanding 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 and and often you know we hide behind well they're paid millions and they, and that's their job and that's what they should be doing week in week out and we kind of forget well they're actually normal people they're human beings as well you know like there's lots of people that earn a lot of money it doesn't mean that you just because of who they are in the public eye or what their job is that it diminishes their capacity to to handle situations like this i mean they've lost a colleague they've lost a friend they've lost someone that that has uh, had a massive influence it speaks volumes about the the man himself to have only been there for a short time and to have impacted uh, positively on so many players and to have done so without being able to speak English. Do you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, and you can see, you, you saw Harry Kane, you saw, you know, the look in his eye and, 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 and Conte and his, and, and his staff and, and everyone else. You, you, and something about that just really, I don't know, it, it, it kind of hit me hard, maybe because I'm just a very emotional person, like on any normal given day. Uh, probably a consequence of far too much MDMA in my twenties and thirties, but <laughs> it, it 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 kind of felt it 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 gave me this connection to to all of them. It kind of amplified it or solidified it even more. This kind of and this is this is quite you know people might listen to this and think what are you you know you're a proper hippie spooky, but this kind of connection, this togetherness, this this kind of family thing that often is dismissed, especially recently where we've sort of been lost with the, the macro and micro criticisms that we've kind of uh, aimed at Spurs around style, play and identity and all these kind of doubts that we have about the, the short term and the long term, all these kind of very normal footballing fundamental blocks of supporting right the things that you you go through when you overthink everything and it, and it's just that this is a and it's taken something tragic to to kind of sort of shake me and remind me that there are far more important things in life and yet at the same time kind of paradoxically that they're, they're entwined together you know because i did i didn't know the guy i didn't know him personally i rarely you know, I really thought about him, to be fair. And, and and with the other staff that Spurs have, obviously, you knew about his training uh, and his conditioning that was and it, preparations. Right, the Marine and that kind yeah. of thing. And it was almost not a gimmick to us, but it was almost like it, Spurs, are, Spurs are really sort of cracking on with, with the physicality side of things. You know, Conte said he was going to do this. He's brought in the right man. And you kind of respect him from afar and you, you, you knew of his relationship with Conte as well if you look deeply into it. And obviously you've got the likes of the Athletic and, and, and another kind of mainstream um, uh, media giants, I guess, that write think piece articles about the infrastructure and whatever else. And that's very, very interesting. But then, but then you're scapegoating players again and you're back to, you know, 
why doesn't Kane play better than he's been playing? He's scored like eight times this season. And all the other things that you get distracted with, and you, you take it all for granted. And I guess, I guess it just plugged me back into... I mean, there's nothing super insightful about this other than I just felt connected again in, in or, or just reminded of, of the fact that these guys, you know... There is, in the moment, they're as Tottenham as we are, right? You know, they're not just getting paid a wage and they're just turning up and, and, and kicking the ball about. But they're there for a reason and they're all fighting for the badge and the shirt. And um, it, it just, I don't know if I'm articulating this at all, mate, um, to be fair. But it, it just really binded me with with all of them. And, and it's because those emotions are real emotions, things that we can... Uh, find ourselves connected to uh, as opposed to everything else that is often pantomime you know and it's often kidology and psychological psychological things you know when managers are losing it you know you know in post-match interviews and the rest of it often it's just because that's the way they process things and and it all becomes part of the conversation uh, around Spurs but this the impact that it's had and then you 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 take into account that you know they've had to get on with their job uh, and we've still stood on the sidelines being critical of, well, you know, we could have played better, we could have done this, we could have done that. And and I just think it's it anchors you back to a reality that we often ignore. But, um, I, I, you know, I don't think it's just us as well feeling that. Cause, and I'm going to choose my words carefully because I don't want to come across as crass when I talk about this type of thing. Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a human being that's died in tragic. I mean... Seriously tragic circumstances. This is it's real life. So young as well. Life is fragile stuff, right? Exactly. When you hear, I think Conte had said he spoke to him the day he died, and he called in to say he felt like he had a fever, um, and he would try to come in but didn't, and then he died shortly after. You know, with this, I'm I'm not hundred percent on the 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 medical side of it, but it sounds like this rare freakish type of cancer that just comes on very quickly um it's terrifying it's awful um but in terms of this this the rawness the the binding kind of presence of something like this that that anchors people to to a reality that we're all here and we're all just trying to kind of get on um i think that's even i mean i think that's even i mean it's, it's obviously affected antonio conte like i was saying it's it's guys like a uncle figure or something to him mm, mm. but it's it's the first time as well i think we saw as tottenham fans that rawness and that emotional side from him after the game when he spoke of the players and how they did jampiera and him proud and how proud he is to be the coach of this group of players of like this i think he called them like good men or something like that yeah and, yeah, and it, it, it's such a. I mean, and this is why I'm saying it. You know, I, I want to choose my words carefully because I, d- I don't. I don't think it's a result of a death that we're suddenly seeing this of Antonio Conte. But like we're saying it's this. It's this centering where it's like, you know what? Let's drop the shit. I'm not a coach there. I'm not trying to force the best out of these players. I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, I'm not stupid. I'm not playing Matt. Dog. It's just a case of these are good men. They're good players. I'm happy to be here. No bullshit. Nothing. This is the reality of this situation. And like you say, you know, it is centering and, you know, maybe this is a moment for the club, but it, this is what I mean. I don't, I don't want it to be, I don't want to talk about no, this no, in, I, in I, crass I, terms like this, you know. Yeah, it's not, I understand. It's not an opportunity for Tottenham on a sporting basis. I'm just, 
yeah. like I say, you know, it, it feels like a, a moment for for the club and for this this group of players and this tenure of, of Antonio Conte. You know, this mm. this solidity. But let's you know, let's let's sort of segue into the game itself because it's it's a it's, a, it's an absolutely fantastic win for Tottenham. Like I, it's so to me, it's so wild how understated that victory has been. Brighton have been in okay, yeah, they've <laughs> lost Graham Potter, but this is a Brighton that just went to Anfield and looked better than Liverpool. You can say whatever you want about Liverpool and their form this year. It's still Liverpool. It's still going to Anfield, and this is Brighton, who, lest we forget, who let's be honest, for the majority of the Premier League area, have been a what League Two. Division One, whatever you want, like Division, yeah, League Two, League One, Division yeah. One club, um, who are now one of the most, I would say, progressive and exciting clubs in in maybe Europe. You know, the the model that they've kind of managed to adopt, where they've signed exciting player after exciting player. I'm sure the lads at the extra inch will probably know more about their kind of their data scouting or whatever it is that they're doing, but they seem to be getting hit after hit at the moment. Players like Trossard, who is surely going to go to Chelsea in January or in summer, but that's a player who, what they signed for from, I think the Belgian league, fairly insignificant sum of money who looks absolutely fantastic. Like we're we're talking about him in those terms that he might be going to play for one of, the best clubs in Europe. Yeah, I hate to say it, but let's be let's be real about it. Um, but Spurs went and put on an exceptionally professional display and really didn't actually really give Brighton much of a sniff. We we were talking about this in the post match pod. Can't really remember Lloris being troubled at all, bar one save, I think. We were comfortable. I mean, there was. It, it's funny. I, I guess this is why uh, it's best to watch a game of football and and kind of digest it and consume it without having to 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 kind of commentate on it on Twitter and read other people's reactions to it. Uh, because for a lot of the game, I was hypercritical, even though I was impressed with Spurs. I was like, oh, why do we keep giving the ball away in midfield? You know, there was some there was some casualness and sloppiness um and and it's and i guess it's just the way that often we're wired up for this the these days you know it's we we are our expectancy is so high in in just every part of the pitch in every transition in every automation in every, in every kind of kind of fluid and non-fluid defensive or attacking uh piece of uh play that that the the brain goes to the little things and probably kind of exaggerates them in the moment. You can still look at Spurs and say, yeah, we're not as tidy as we can be. Yeah, we're not as fluid as we should be up front. And yet, you're right. I don't think Brighton really had that much of a sniff. I mean, they played very... They've, I mean, they, like you said, they play very attractive football. They're very easy on the eye. They've always had an issue with XG. I mean, they've always had a problem with just finishing you know often there, there was there's, there's that classic what if harry kane played for brighton during peak potter do you know what i mean would they have been a far more complete package um that's oversimplifying football i guess you know stick a player up front and then all their problems are solved 
But yeah, they've been playing really well. They haven't lost at home since we last beat them back in April. I know it's seven months, but obviously you no know, football gets played over the summer, so it's a bit of a, um, a kind of colourful description. Um, but understated is, is the perfect way. Um, because even even at the final whistle, I mean, for me, it was, it was again, the emotion behind it. You know, Hugo Lloris going up to, to the away end with the shirt and just, just all of that. Um, was quite overwhelming and really positive and we're kind of on, honouring the man in, in such a great way. And it was, again, an illustration, a showcase of just how strong Tottenham are mentally. And it's we, 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 often, we often fixate, and I know you've done the same, uh, you know, your, your pod with, with John Bass the other week um, uh, was, was great. I kind of agreed and disagreed with, with, with bits and pieces, but there was a lot that being, there was a lot that's, that was said that often we fixate on in terms of style and identity and swagger and swashbuckle and whatever else. And, and the things that are probably intrinsic to competing properly, you know, the stuff about having a bit of metal about you, of spirit, a guile, mental fortitude, all this type of stuff, the traits that we often struggled with over, over, the course of most of my life now just come nat- natural to Tottenham and and we just c- kind of forget about them which is fair enough because they're fundamentals right if you want to challenge if you want to go to Brighton away and beat them if you want to be in contention for the title as much as you can with City um, you need to be doing all these other things as well as playing well and winning and not playing well and winning or being functional or, or being being really canny and clever uh, against different types of opposition and um again i just I'm, I'm, i've really bought into conte and, and i think the human aspect of it that i was always there I, I never i was never one to just take his words and think oh he's gonna leave he's, look how angry he is oh he's having to go to levy and i never saw that as being a genuine um uh a kind of a genuine sort of outburst it was always about maybe the way after that he, Burnley though right surely well, the Burnley <laughs> thing was weird because he came. Uh, the, the statement he made after that game, if you remember, a few days after. I mean, it definitely something went on because he, everybody was quiet for two days, and then he then he kind of apologised and said, "My relationship with Levy is great, and and this, that, and the other, and this is just the way I am. I, you know, I kind of I go over the top my reactions, and I just, you know, you can read more into that uh, w- without a doubt. And it probably was a moment that had me fairly scared, but. Um, I kind of get it, and 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 I, I kind of unplugged into the whole thing around getting the foundation right, and and often we kind of forget that he's not had a full season at Tottenham. You know, yes, the football should, you know, will hopefully be a lot more fun. I think if Kane and Son were connecting as they did last season, the season before, uh, since forever, um, you know, we would probably still win games really comfortably playing. At sixty percent, which is what where we're at the minute, if not lower. Uh, so it's it's an impressive display because of what's happened in the in the past week or so, and and because it, again it's a like I said a showcase to how strong we are mentally that we're not phased, you know we're not really we're not a team that that understands or or or, or capitulates or or, or looks to to kind of give in and, and, and throw in the town. We've had some ropey performances here and there, no doubt. But again, we dig deep every time. And 
it was it was a fantastic three points, and, and teams are going to go there and struggle this season. And and uh, I think Spurs, when you actually look at the away days, it's only the second so far, game they've lost this year, mate. I mean, it's, it's 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 mad, and yet it's being dismissed and and being ignored. And even even I'm admitting that during the game, I probably didn't enjoy it as much as I should have because of the distractions, because of you know you know the, the 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 everything else that's been going on and, and more so because of this high expectancy that sometimes bleeds into my own but brain you know can, the, the, can, can I, I just shock you for a second though speakers and like because in reference to sort of the pod I did with John Bass the other day hmm. I feel that the funny thing is since that point it, it almost you know I'm sure he's he's listened to this but it feels like he's addressed a lot of the points that I sort of felt and was talking about just because Frankfurt was a really divided. We were talking about the culture wars about you know, should we drop him in son or this or that. Mm. Frankfurt the other night was a big one. You know, what were you watching if you thought that was good or you're an idiot if you didn't think that was good. I'm not really diving into that, but the funny thing is, considering how livid I was out the back of the North London derby, <laughs> and yeah, right, it was a nil-nil game, but I thought we were really good in Frankfurt. I yeah, thought it looked like well. we were turning the corner. Uh, I thought the yeah. football was good. I thought it was pretty expansive. I thought we were creating a lot of opportunities. I thought we were pressing them all over the park. It was a good performance. And I, d- I don't even just buy... look Because people can pick and choose, right, when they want to say, oh, boot the opposition. What's the opposition that just won the Europa League? You know, um, It's the opposition that we were talking about going into that, being like, it's not going to be an, it's not going to be an easy game. Um, but I think we made but it look it- pretty easy. You know, but think... this is this is this is my point, Jack. Like, just in terms of people forget it's a Champions League group game, and 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 it's like there's this kind of exp- well, we should be smashing this team. Who are they? Oh, it's nil nil. That's not a good result. It's like, mate, it's a nil nil away from home. We 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 know how we have it in our hands now. We've got two games at home against Frankfurt and then against Lisbon. I don't see us losing either. I see us winning both, and then we've qualified, right? So what do you want out of this experience? I mean, it's one thing to say, I, I, I want us, you know, we should have beaten them two or three nil. We probably should have, again, if it wasn't for the lack of kind of clinical final balls and, 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 and touches in and around the, 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 the penalty area in the final third. You know, it, it wasn't the system that was at fault. It wasn't the football that was at fault. It's just individuals not quite sparking, not quite clicking. And it's been the story of our season. I'm not denying that we, you know, but it's a good thing. It's a good problem to have because these players are not going to get any worse. They're not going to degrade. They're going to they're going to find the form that we know they're able to produce. So to go to Frankfurt, get the point, play really well, look really good. Lots of nice little phases where the football was was really kind of organically sort of instinctive, and it was just it was just so. It, it it felt like a moment, like you said, that oh they're, they're waking up a little bit, and then to go to Brighton and and a completely different type of occasion, and set up a little bit differently, and and to put in the performance that we did. These are the things that you should be celebrating as a Spurs fan. And again, call me a happy clapper. These people say, well, this is what you should be doing if you're a proper team, mate. If you've got that attitude, you're never going to enjoy anything because you're always going to be setting benchmarks. Well, and you're always going to be downplaying everything. You know, the whole point, and fair enough, we're not having like glorious moments of football where it's limbs and, and you're losing a shoe and the rest of it. But there's also the side of Tottenham that has been maligned for a long time. You know, people, 
you see it in rival fans. They're annoyed that Tottenham have won one 0 Well, it's only Brighton. You know, what? Why? Why are you glorifying? You played fifteen defensive midfielders. What do you expect? Of course, you won the game. It's like they don't like it when Spurs are actually quite astute and 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 have depth mentally and physically and get the job done. People don't like to see that. And I think some of our fans have kind of bought into that narrative a little bit too much as well, where they don't respect the fact that you have got to win games like that. If we win 10 games, 12 games like that across the season, even 15 games like that, and then the other, the the remaining games, we're swaggering and smashing teams. We've probably won the league, you know, in this kind of theory, or we've finished second or whatever. Based on the grafting, on the ugly, on the spirited performances, you know, you and, and Conte has all that, you know, and it's. I'm backing him, man. I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm backing him like a like I did with AVB and Mourinho. So I haven't got great uh, I haven't got a great track record. Did you? Well, um, but what's the point of not? You know, that's the, that's the main thing, isn't it? Um, but did you take much from him changing the formation? Because I I was buzzing to be honest when I saw that we were. Starting with the three in midfield, Basuma there, and we looked miles better. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we did. We did. Just going to stick with it. I I think so, but I th- I, th- I think there's the potential to be able to to, you know, whether you want to call, call it plan A and B or or whatever. You just need to be flexible. You know, you need you need to have the ability to to kind of change it up depending on the opposition. There'd be games where no doubt. You know the traditional two in the middle might work a lot better simply because of the way the the opposition are, are going to set up. But then you know if the opposition make adjustments, you you need to be able to react to it as well. And I think there is as much as Conte is super experienced, kind of knows what he wants. He's still dealing. He's still inherited a team that he's he's trying to build into a reflection of his you know ethos and philosophy. And, and and as he keeps saying, we probably need another one or two windows to be able to get there, especially with the wing-backs. You know, we need a a proper, fully-fledged right wing-back to be able for, for that system to truly work. And we need to refine the left side a little bit more, perhaps. So, yeah, I hope he sticks with it because I think it gives us a lot more control. It allows us to maybe dictate the tempo a little bit more. Um, it just makes us stronger, and 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 as we've seen in a few games this season, we have surrendered. And I know it's a tactical thing. Often, we have been quite passive in the way we've surrendered time and space, but we do that because we know we can break, counter, and score. And we wouldn't be complaining if we did that with that fluidity that that, that is la- lacking. You know, so there's little things, there's little problems, there's little question marks. They've always been there, um, but I, I, I just think we we need to just appreciate what he's trying to do, and that we get we keep getting shown up right all the time. We keep jumping to these. I mean, you and John spoke about the kind of binary uh, kind of conclusions after every single game. It's like the end, the mm. end. It's like whereas it, the football we know we should know by now it doesn't work like that. Um, so I'm 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 really proud of my team, and like like I said, I'm, I feel really connected to 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 all of them, and yeah, I want I want to see us persist with three five two. Perhaps we've got a creative issue centrally because we do have a lot of defence minded players, but you know people like Basuma, you know players like Basuma. 
I, I still don't think he's anywhere near the type of player he's he's going to be for us in terms of application and and, and influence. Um, so we know Conte's football is really around the kind of automation type of play, you know, being the right place at the right time. Uh, and from that, you can kind of curate some creativity. Uh, and we're mean, lacking Kulisevsky as well, you know. I mean, there's yeah. lots of little things that are, are not quite right with us, but we're heading in the right direction. But even what we're starting to see right now uh, in Hoybier, that doesn't look like a sort of a midfield destroyer, if you like. His, his sort of, his range of passing, his reading of the game and everything that is, in fairness, kind of displayed probably piecemeal given the sort of the system and my criticisms of that but we see glimpses of it you know like I said I think it was Nesbitt that's spoken about how for the national team he does play in a more advanced role um, and you see a lot more from him you know I think Arsenal are talking about that this year with Xhaka the Xhaka that played us in the North London derby the other week was unrecognisable but we don't need to yeah. go back to we don't need to go back to that Maya um it's just it's it, yeah it would it would be nice but I was looking at so I've seen you know I've been pretty anti the idea of James Madison in the past and not because he tweeted some stuff about Arsenal when he was I think literally about twelve or thirteen um, <laughs> more just because I've always felt he's that sort of match of the day player and whatever but yeah, highlights is, highlight real play. yeah but seeing do you know what seeing those kind of uh his free kicks the other day and seeing him sort of doing the richarlison thing of being the one player that's still working hard in a team that looks dead on its knees looks mm. like it's going down almost definitely mm. i i still suspect they'll have that everton arc where they'll get out of it kind of second half of the season but for now they look they look gone um, yeah, and I was talking to Connor the other day um, when we were watching the Spurs game, being like, you know what? As much as I sort of I don't like him, don't like his face, I don't like everything he's about. There's a certain spark, there's a certain excitement in somebody like James Madison. Actually, when I really think about it, that I'm like, maybe we could do with that, you know. And this is the question now, though, that we've just been spoken about. There's where do you play him though? Because you, you'd have to have the mm. three in midfield, right? And you'd, you'd naturally assume that Basuma falls out and it's Bentenko and Hoybier behind a slightly more advanced Madison. Does that work? You know, or or is it simply a case that the system is what it is? The type of players that we have right now are the type of players that we're going to have. You'd imagine we're going to go in for Conte in summer, free agent. Him and Conte have a good relationship. Oh, did you mean Kante? Kante, yeah. Um, yeah. I was trying to be. Do you all, think so? I was trying to. Yeah, I think we're going for him, mate. And I, you know what? I know he's he's coming towards the end of his career. He's got injury problems. Blah blah blah. Bring him the fuck in, mate. Honestly, he's to me, he's one of the best ever Premier League footballers. And if Eve Basuma can learn from him, yeah, you know. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. No-brainer. No-brainer This, no is, no this is it with, like, Yaya Torre and, and, and all the other things that... that, that, that... We we have spoken about it in the past just the, the way the infrastructure is changing and evolving and 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 the type of the type of coaches and the type of you know the scouting system and the people that we're employing to do this that and the other and then like today you've got the news it's finally broken that we're in talks with uh, Google the Google done um, for yeah um, for for naming rights and the rest of it you know there's there's very little that's wrong with with Spurs and and. You know, if obviously we live by the football, we live by the results. You know, that's that's half. That's what we're about as, as supporters. You know, we want we want to go on this grand adventure and this and this journey. And and this is unlike. It's not comparable to Mourinho. I know a lot of people have, have, have tried to compare it to Mourinho in terms of you know the football. Um, I don't see that connection at all. In in that, I think Mourinho was trying to do something and had absolutely no idea how to how to do it. Really, in, in the right way, it was more desperate. It was less. It was far more chaotic, and 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 there was no real structure to it. And you know, to compare that to what we've got under Conte is uh, it's it's pretty poor punditry. You know, if you if you're a supporter that's actually doing that, I think. There are things, there are questions around Conte as well. I think you might have mentioned it, um, uh, it just in terms of you know Ericsson at Inter, you know, was not playing a part at all in this season, and and he kind of came into it quite late. Um, I think because Conte was kind of supposedly forced to play him. I mean, I don't know how much you can kind of read into that, but you know, the the, the whole question around creativity is, you know, is can a creative player sit in the in 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 a central position? I mean, can Kulisevsky do it potentially, uh, and then and then be allowed to kind of roam out of that position because he'd, he'd be able to simply because of the amount of numbers we'll have in the middle of the park uh, to to protect him. You know, there, there's there's things that we we are talking about right now. Don't know whether they're kind of pragmatic enough to fit into what Conte wants because obviously he's not big on complete expression but that's not to say that individuals can't produce you know creativity uh even with the discipline I mean and and uh was obviously not disciplined enough for the system and, and the requirements Oh, you're um, not I know some again, people. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, no. Fuck! I, I, I don't want to no, start this one off. No, no, no! I, but my point is, like, I, rather than focus on him, just generally speaking, yeah, I know, you, I know, you, I'm just you, being childish. He, he does, he does need to trust in the players, and you know, people banging on about Basuma. Why? Surely he's better than Hoybier. Why isn't he starting games? I don't understand, mate. 
you're just someone on Twitter saying you don't understand. Of course you don't fucking understand. I mean, Conte's there on the training pitch every day. If he's saying he's not ready because of this, that, or the other, it's it's probably because of the level that Conte works at that he he demands a, a, a type of perfection that... that that we probably don't appreciate. And again, people will probably say perfection. Have you seen our Viking play football? And, and they, they, you know, we're getting to this kind of scapegoating thing about trying to compare footballers pound for pound, like for like in terms of all the bad things that they do and maybe not focus so much on all the good things that they do. There is a logic to it. Pochettino was the same. They, you know, he took time to embed certain players. And I just think that often... Uh, the answers and, and, and perhaps even the, the kind of evolutionary steps that a side takes can happen accidentally, but they can also happen because it's simply the way that, you know, it's scripted to within the club. Uh, and Conte's thinking ahead, no doubt. He's he's looking at the team and he's looking at the weaknesses and, he, and he's thinking, are, are the resolutions within the squad now or do, do we need a January window? Do we need to... Do we need to change the formation? Do we need to stick to three five two? I think all these things are good, and they're, they're basically all good because we're we're third in the league. We've lost once because of officiating. If if I'm going to be completely honest and bitter about it, <laughs> um, we're in a good, good position. We truly are, and I think we just need to be. We as a fan base, we need to be behind the team, like um, unconditionally. I know that people are going to struggle with that concept. But that's the whole point. You, do, do you let's let's to, on this point, mate? Because I want to jump in on this one. If it wasn't, if it was Liverpool doing what Arsenal are doing this year, if it was Liverpool and City above us, and Liverpool in the sort of form that Arsenal are now, I dare say, even myself, we'd be way more positive about what Spurs are doing this year so far because we are having a brilliant season. We are, mm. you mm. know. Uh, at least points-wise and whatever, subjectively a, a, a promising year for us. It is just... And I, I, the thing is, I don't, you know, it's too easy to throw out that we just need to ignore them and we need to get on with her. It is shit when they play like this. It, it's... You know what I was thinking? Oh, yeah, I, was, I was thinking about this, like seeing them doing what they're doing. And it's just like, why can't we just catch up? Like, is it not enough that Spurs haven't won the league in like one of our best kind of periods ever. Is it not enough that we still, you know, we lost that Champions League final? Is mm. it not enough that we're kind of, we've had a good few years of it being pretty turgid and not too promising? Why is it now that they have to get good? Why, why is it just a given? Why do they have to get good? Why can't they just right, say shit right, forever? Right. They've, they've, they've won a double. They've taken our club captain. They've done all these amazing things. Like, just fuck off, you know? Like, please just fuck off. Because they're just... They're detestable. They really are, you know? And it, I don't want to dwell on them for too long because I've, I've mm. done this and it's just... It's boring. I... Do you know what? And I, the thing is, people say, oh, don't do this to yourself. You're just, you know... You're just panicking. I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. I've seen Arsenal... I've seen Arsenal win the fucking league at White Hart Lane. It's nothing new to me to see Arsenal win something. My entire childhood was painted by the victories of Arsenal and the misery of Tottenham Hotspur. This isn't anything new to me. It won't be pleasant, don't get me wrong. I'm not acting like I'm so above it. But when all is said and done, this isn't this isn't a new phenomenon. Um, I can't really remember where my point was going, but the, the, the main thing is it's just... It's seeing our sort of work again 
I mean, I don't want to use the term overshadow because that goes into there always on the, uh, forever in our shadow shit. It's it's fear, right? It's 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 the same type of fear that they are masking. You know, the, 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 even with them playing as well as they they're playing, and this kind of like rejuvenated, galvanized. Uh, I, I, I don't fan think they support, fall off, mate. Do you? I, d- I don't buy this. That of oh, it's just they're suddenly going to take a turn and games will stack up, and they're going. I think well, they're let... going to push City all the way. I do. Right. They've let, got that let... momentum. I'm going to come back to that because I've got a couple of things around that. But just in terms of the way that they perceive us, they're also worried about us, as 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 they should be, and and vice versa. You know, neither fan base wants to see the other club do well at any given point, regardless of where we are in the table. Um, they have momentum on their side, and the dangerous thing around this, as many have have already spoken about is that you know it has Leicester City energy about it especially with the the rub of the green that they're getting with a lot of decisions and and the rest of it and often momentum can push you above and beyond Mm -hmm. you know the the reality of perhaps that the kind of standard and quality that is required in the Premier League but at the moment that that standard and quality they're producing because if you actually look at everyone else United are kind of you know, you just don't know with them. Chelsea are probably probably going to come into the top four uh, 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 chase, uh, but you know, Liverpool are just I've just completely lost it uh, for for the moment. So it's just City, a, a City. Obviously, they're going to be a um, you know they're, they're probably going to win the league comfortably. Um, so there's no pressure on Arsenal, which is classic Arsenal, right? Even though people are saying, of course, there's pressure because they have to continue their form. When they kind of exist in this bubble most of the time, and 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 perhaps now and again, when the bubble bursts, you actually get to see the fragilities and the naivety and the stubbornness of Arteta, and the fact that it's happened a couple of times this season against United, you know, momentarily against Tottenham, even against Liverpool, where they looked like children just in the moment. They just they looked a little bit rattled and nobody has been able to push them and bully them into complete submission and perhaps then remind them that there, there are long-running uh, issues that they, 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 that they won't be able to kind of resolve uh, because of the, the colourful football and the vibrancy that they've got around them at the moment. The problem with that is me waiting for that to happen. It might not because of the form of the other big teams. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Even even Arsenal, when they play City, they play really well against them. What if this season they actually turn up and, and see it through rather than play for 20, 35 minutes or whatever and then get dicked by City? What if they beat Man City? Which is which, which, and and this is this is where you you do start to panic as a Spurs fan. What if we beat Man City? You know, like we usually do. Well, this is it. Then the thing is, we're we're likely to take three points off them uh, this season because it it, it is that type of relationship. We've got a a very special relationship with Manchester City. So there there are those moments where you think it is the Leicester City energy. It is the, the lack of quality elsewhere because in that season, everybody basically shut shop. They just know it was just Tottenham that really kind of pushed. Even Arsenal that season, they beat Leicester at the Emirates and then they kind of bottled it after that point. You know, so 
it is it is that thing inside your head that kind of whispering self-doubt and 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 and, and kind of panic-stricken fear that what if they don't fall to uh, and i have a, i have actually gone a bit early and said that i expect arteta out to to tweet at some point in, in october so i'm gonna have to fucking pray to the footballing gods that they've got a sense of humor and, and for once they smile down on me and not them not down the road but all the better for it if they're going to be at their very best and we finish above them that kind of makes it even sweeter for us do you, do you know, know what i mean so well do you know this the, i'll tell you what one of the things i think mate is that uh as much as my my overactive imagination is often prone to thinking about things like what if harry kane goes to arsenal on a free transfer and such similarly it can do good things right and i get that i get that devilish (laughs) kind of enjoyment thinking about what if what if this is all just been set up to and it it would be utterly it would be disgusting to see tottenham in a title race with arsenal but what if this is all getting set up for we thought amsterdam was the high note what if this is our aguero season what if this is we're neck and neck with Arsenal for the Premier League and last day of the season, Harry Kane's redemption. He scores that big goal that sees us edge above them as they lose away <laughs> to Leeds or whoever it is they've got last game of the season. Because this is what it could be, mate. We've got to think about this shit positively. We've got to spin well, it this Well, this is way. it. This think, is what I mean. Because... That, is, that is an arc for the ages. It never gets better than that. Beating Arsenal in a title race last day of the season. Never. Well, this is this is my point about um, about getting behind the team and the club uh, because the, they're fully bought into it, right? You, you, I mean, it's 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 bless them, you know. They've been humbled over over the years. They've, they've fallen back in love with their football club, right? Uh, they got rid of Arsene Wenger. They wanted they wanted something uh, quite petulantly above and beyond the cups that they were winning. It wasn't good enough. I kind of get that. You know, you you want to be ambitious as a football club. They were promised a lot, and they and their their, their owners did not deliver on those promises. So they, they've had a reset in amongst all that, and and now they are free. They they, they, they there's no constraints. There's no there's no kind of uh, expectancy on them other than the one they're creating from the unity that they find themselves in. And it's and it it makes me. I mean, I can taste puke in my mouth as as I'm saying all this, but. Um, at the same time, I don't look at them and think that they do have the, the substance for the, for the thirty eight games. He, he, I mean, it would take a spectacular collapse by City, and it would take a gutless uh, uh, kind of challenge from all the other teams supposedly that should be finishing above us and Arsenal. Um, I, ju- I just my faith is in things to balance out. Uh, over the course of the season. Maybe I'm deluding myself. Maybe I'm being slightly overprotective of them pushing City, like you said, all the way. And if that does happen, you know, I'd rather focus on what we're doing. What are we doing as a fan base? What are we doing as a team? What are we doing as a football club? You know, let's celebrate what we're doing as well. Let's not make it about us being worried about them. Let them worry about us. Because there'd be nothing funnier than them playing the greatest football they've ever seen in their lives. And for Spurs to finish a point ahead of them again at the end of the season, you know, it it, it would just it would just break them uh, completely and utterly. 
Um, I just, for me, I think Arteta is nowhere near being the, the manager that he thinks he is. And I, and I think anyone that brings out a light bulb and chats about Edison and, and scribbles cartoons and the rest of it, I get it. He's talking to children. He's got to obviously lower his uh, talks and, and inspirational speeches to, to, uh, to a, a, a kind of a play school level for them to understand. But I, I, I think it would be a disgrace if we let this guy finish above Conte. And even, you know I don't I mean? know, even the thing is, I always thought he was a, I don't want to go too deep into this because I don't, I think some things are above just like football tribalism, but I, I, he has somebody, good ideas. As he some, has well, good ideas. It, and, and that you know, shit works aside, under Pep. as somebody as I thought was a good bloke, I thought his uh, post-match comments about Thomas Party were disgraceful. I thought it hmm. was whatever you feel, you know, if you're his manager and you want to back him and you don't want to get into it, not great, but fair enough. I can, kind of come around to that more to be actively kind of uh, making him the victim in the whole thing I found perverse really um, Rosa on the Hometown Glory podcast actually speaks about that um, very succinctly and from the heart about that so have a have a listen to, to their pod and see what Rosa because she puts it in a way much better than I uh, will be able to we're talking about Tottenham being overshadowed by uh Arsenal um, and our joy of that being overshadowed. You could say similar for Harry Kane. Eight goals in nine games now from the start of the season. We're not seeing the same old narratives about Harry Kane struggles to start a season. He's always slow. You know, he's on, I think I saw the other day, somebody said his projected goals. (laughs) He's going to be probably about 34, 35 goals this year, which is pretty mad considering, you know, he's he's almost definitely going to come runner-up to Haaland, who's going to end on a ludicrous score. Um, hmm. You know, Manchester City are... It's, it's it's conflicting, isn't it, right? They're hopefully going to stop Arsenal from winning the Premier League, but it's not maybe as good a thing as it should be. We don't need to go into that too much. Um, I just wanted to talk more about Harry Kane. You've seen him today. He's starting up a, a charity, a foundation. Yeah to help sort of young people with their mental health, um, trying to open up sort of further conversations to to this. And it's interesting because you see these things, you saw his campaign with Harry Razors, Harry's Razors not long ago, um, and now this. And I don't know if you if you have been to or if you've seen anything about his his exhibition that was in the in the London Museum. Um I I filmed a thing there or did a, yeah, it was a work gig there. Um, so I've actually visited uh, the exhibition, seen it all, and one of the themes there is a lot. It's about strength, about mental strength, strength about belief. Yeah. Um, and we do get the thing because we don't we don't often see this human side of of Harry, you know. Um, and it does make you wonder, like the kind of the shit that is, you know, he's he's doing something for CBBC today and. The comments are, as you'd imagine, and it's partly the internet, it's just what it's like, but some of the comments, man, about the guy are just like, fucking hell, really? You know? But he's just, ultimately, I just, you know, he's a good guy, right? I think he's he, he is an inspirational figure, and it's a great thing that he's doing. He doesn't have to. You know, people can call these things cynical or whatever, but... Is it? Or if there's a... I think the older I get about this stuff, I've always been kind of cynical about celebrities doing charity things and 
whatever. But the older I've gotten, the more I'm getting to this point of like, regardless of that, if there's a net good to this stuff, then who gives a fuck? I don't see this as that either with Harry Kane. Um, I don't. I, I can't. I don't see. I mean, you have to be really cynical to say that he's been cynical, or or, or being performative rather. Uh, just in terms of doing this, just so that he he can grow his brand to then be able to do other things in football for the back of it. I mean, people people do things mostly from the heart. Not everything is orientated around money and, and ego and the rest of it. You know, he's a private person. He's a closed off person. He's not an emotional person. You know, just in terms of day to day, week to week. There's a lot. There's always these weird discussions around is he fully coised is he really does he really love tottenham or not and it's at least we don't need to be having these discussions i mean i mean obviously there's tainted history with with what happened with his brother in manchester city and the rest of it and whatever else but you know are we going to constantly look to the past and kind of punish people eternally for missteps or or things that they've said and done that don't really you know you don't factor in the fact you don't factor the reality of him and his family and he's and what he wants out of his own career even if it's beyond Tottenham even if we're uncomfortable with that particular oh, look, mate, and let's 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 be let's be brutally honest about this stuff as well F- however many years ago people a full stadium of people were singing Deli Ali's name they loved him now if you even say a slightly misty-eyed kind of thing about Deli Ali is filled with Tottenham fans saying, well, you're the problem with this club. He wasn't good enough. He wasn't, do you know what I mean? So this shit goes both ways. We fans, this is one of those things that's a lot of fans like to do this whole, this player isn't loyal. They don't play for show. We aren't fucking loyal either. Half no, the we're time, not. Man. Yeah, Soon as a player's not. out of form, even, even when Son and Kane are out of form, we're saying maybe it's time to bring Richarlison in or something. So, People can fucking bore me later with that stuff, man. It hurts us. Yeah, of course it hurts. I'm not saying it didn't hurt me when he wanted to go, but also at the same time, we were in an awful moment. Mm. Like we just lost mm. Mourinho. We were hiring Nuno Espirito Santo, and the guy's thinking, "Well, my career's coming to an end. Why should I stick with this?" You yeah. know, fair yeah, enough yeah. to him. I I think what he's doing is great. I mean, I've not I've seen the tweets from Tottenham. Um, I've I've not delved into the. Uh, the the children's I think it's a reading, isn't it, that you were referring to? Oh, it's like a thing that they do on CBBC. Yeah, yeah. Have so I've not I've not had to look at that specific stories. thing. Well, I think the, the foundation thing. Any anything. I mean, if players are giving their time to to to, the, 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 you know, if they if they're basically he's created a foundation, you know, to question that or to be cynical about that is just a, a weird take. I just think those people are cynical about everything in life uh, and, and probably look at everything without compassion and empathy and the rest of it. Uh, as for people writing, uh, sorry, replying to tweets, you know, in derogatory ways. I mean, for the most part, I'd like to think that they're teenagers who who've probably think football exists solely on social, on social media. Whether they even go to games would be questionable. Um, these people are just point scoring. It's that whole kind of ratio type of post that doesn't mean anything, and it's people just trying to mug people off. It's just unnecessary. I don't think these people would behave like that in real life. You know, they would probably be starstruck if they saw Harry Kane in the street. Um, and when they're a little bit older, and they go, they grow. Uh, 
beyond worrying about them losing a game of Fortnite on their Xbox or whatever, you know, they 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 realize how important mental health is when real life kicks in, you know, and and you've got all all the expectations and 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 things that you need to be doing day to day. You realize how important it is, no matter your age. I I just I'm waffling here. I I guess my point is, you know, credit to Harry Kane for doing this, and all the haters can just fucking get in the bin. To be fair. Um, because if they really sat up and thought about what he was doing, they'd applaud it. For some reason, people don't like doing that. People don't like paying respects or saying something nice, you know, or saying nothing at all is another thing that you could do. It is an it's probably it's probably a lesson I could learn though. That one, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're all we're all guilty of, yeah. guilty of it in some way. You know, we all we all you know. I've, I've said a few things about Thomas Party online that I, I shouldn't have said even though it doesn't change my feelings towards that that kind of situation and maybe in the moment I thought I was being really clever but it was when I look back I, I like well was I point scoring am I taking a really serious topic and and looking for numbers with tweets maybe subconsciously not consciously I'd never look to do that consciously with something like that um just sometimes you're better off better off not saying anything if you really don't have an opinion on it um but whereas with something like this it's wholesome it's productive it's prom- it's promoting a good cause it's mental health day um today right um obviously the timing of of, of, of the post um just people should be kind to each other but it's just it's just too difficult for for, for some people to do on a on a sporting note, mate, ten goals away from equaling eleven That's goals mad. from becoming Tottenham Hotspurs all time <sighs> leading goal scorer. I told nice. I told my dad that I actually I, I let me see I sent my dad a, a text. Harry Kane is eleven goals away from being Tottenham's all time top goal scorer. I can't believe somebody is going to break Greaves's record in the modern era. My dad's response: More games nowadays. Different fitness regimes, better quality of pitches and a lighter ball. You'll never improve on the footballing genius of Jimmy Greaves. Not to put down Harry at all, great Spurs player, but I'll always side with Greaves. It's a generational thing. <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's my dad's hero growing up, but he loves Harry Kane still. But, you know, it's 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 mad, right? It's mad to see yeah. somebody break. I've spoken about this before. You know, we always remember it, championship manager, football manager, the club records, you saw Jimmy Greaves this thing there and you just thought, that is a cement record, right? It's yeah, never to be touched. Just going nowhere, broken. you know? Yeah. And by the, by the, you could foreseeably see Kane putting another 50, if he stays for the next two years, don't know about beyond that, but if he stays for the next two years, you could see him getting 40 goals in that time. It's, it's mad. It's mad. And, I don't think we'll ever see that broken in our time, right? Uh, no, I think. I mean, I've just, I've just said, uh, yeah, we won't ever see Kane do it. Dane but... Scarlett, Dane Scarlett's going to do it. Yeah. Um, it. It is, it is phenomenal, and it's, it's on so many levels. I mean, the fact that okay, fair enough, we nearly lost him to City, you could argue, but the fact that we've managed to retain a player. If you said to me like ten years ago that like, oh we're going to have a player that's going to break Greaves' record, my response would be. No chance because we're selling halfway through 
him trying to get that record. If he's that good, everybody's going to want him. How on earth are we going to keep hold of him? And yet here we are, and here he is, and he's still doing it. And he's not only scoring consistently still, he's doing everything. He's doing things Haaland can't do. You know, he drops deep, he playmakes, he's, he's passing abilities. He's, 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 he's got that kind of Teddy Sheringham-esque extra yard in his head. So if he's lost that yard on the pitch, he's, he, he's, he still hasn't lost the ability and the capacity to, to know when to make the runs and when to play the ball. He's just an all-round generational talent, centre-forward, who we I think we all appreciate him. For the most part, all Spurs fans probably were a little bit spoiled at this point and expect even more from him and get frustrated with him even sometimes. But I think that's just part and parcel of how we kind of, again, digest football um, day to day. We're blessed, and we, we've got Son at the club as well, who's also in the you know he's nowhere near Greaves's record, but and he never will be, I, I, I don't think. But he is also in that top ten list. Um, we need we just need to I I just want us to win something now to kind of validate the memories of these players, so that they, they, they have stories to tell that we have stories to tell. You know, even though we're going to tell the stories regardless, because as club servants, they've been absolutely phenomenal. I think we all deserve, you know, with hard graft and a bit of luck, we all deserve that crowning moment um, just so we can look back and say, well, there you go. I mean, even Robbie Keane and Ledley King, you know, won the League Cup. Um, their memory, I mean, my memory of those players is not, would not be diminished had we not beaten Chelsea that day, right? And 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 the same probably, you know, memes and banter from rival fans aside, ignoring all that, for me personally, you know, I, I feel utterly blessed to have seen these guys play football for, for my football club. Um, we're watching history play out and we'll be talking about Kane the way that your dad talks about Greaves, you know, when if we're, we ever get to a grand old age, um, so, so yeah, it's just it's just it's just mad. I mean, I hope I hope he, he I hope he takes Shearer's record as well, and I hope he does that at Tottenham. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's madness, isn't it? Um, it's certainly good enough for Google, mate. Who, if you believe, uh, yes, if you believe the news are going to come and Love give it. us a nice big sum of money. And do you know what? There's way more embarrassing sponsors than that to have on the on the. I don't. Stadium, why they? So. I mean, I mean, I get the whole oh Google. There's, there's be- you know, people are be- for trophies. Precisely, that's it. Surf- searching for trophies, but still, I don't care. <laughs> I could I could not you, give less of a fuck. Give me the money. <laughs> you're talking about what? Are they are they top three? Apple, Amazon are probably above them. Maybe potentially, I think. And I think I the other maybe thing is, potentially, I think they are. All companies that size probably have questionable things about them, right? As uh, yeah, in of course, that yeah. in that forum of <laughs> mega wealthy clubs, they're one of the less evil ones as well. You know, I would say. I'm sure I'm going to get called out on this, but still, Google. There's there's a website where, where which is basically it lists all the projects and and uh, devices and software and applications, all the things that they've basically shut down and, and cancelled. Um, for all the good that they do with, obviously, 
their their search engine if you want to define that as good i guess for advertisers but you know the the google pixel phone i've got a pixel phone very good yeah and they're 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 rather more um kind of ecosystem centric you know uh, google photos and all, all the other things right gmail the rest of it um all fantastic but they have a long list of things they've they've canned and scrapped they do love chucking money about uh to to desperate causes <laughs> so but yeah, but happy, I happy to be the latest one without a doubt that i i think the fact that um spurs are this brand um in terms of the nfl in terms of the stadium i i, I was told yesterday maybe i missed this in amongst all the news that they're going to they're, they're looking to uh update the the technology that's used to swap the the uh the pitch uh from the nfl pitch to the tottenham pitch can it play right wing back mate that's the question i've no idea but, but i think the the end product is that we're able to uh uh, we're able to kind of uh, house, house rather uh, concerts and other events at a far quicker rate. So Levy can squeeze in even more uh, non-football related activities at the Tottenham Stadium that will no doubt trigger loads of people. Um, but you know, money's money, and if it's all Look, going mate. back into the football club, I'm all for it. If it's going to if, if it's going to be spent on wages and footballers and and the infrastructure. What? What? Why are we hating on any of this? You know, just bring it on. What? Two, two weeks of away fixtures, yet we've still had two weekends of a full stadium. You know, with the NFL in town. So yeah, whatever. I'm telling you, get over it. Yeah. We, you moan about Manchester City being able to buy Erling Haaland. Well, this is as close as we're going to get. This to is that. it. So you want you you want to be you if you really want to join that club. If as as in if you really want to become this kind of elite superpower, as dirty as as that sounds, leaving my mouth. Uh, and dirtier things have left my mouth, no doubt, in my lifetime. But if you want to be that, I don't, I don't even know what that means. What, what did I mean by that? If if you want to, <laughs> yeah, if if you want to be competing at that level constantly, if you want to, basically, if you want to be a football club, if if this is what you actually do want, that could potentially win the Champions League or the league title every season, there's certain things that you need to you need to be doing in order to catch up, and knowing full well that. All those steps you make to catch up, they're making steps to kind of grow even more. So we, we are in this weird position at, at Spurs. We were left behind with Sky Sports, top four. We caught up and now we've, we've kind of been left behind by what City and Chelsea and one or two others have done over the past 10 years. Um, but again, we should celebrate the fact that we're in amongst it still. We're, we're able, we're, we can have this discussion, Jack. We can talk about it. And it's not just theoretical nonsense and, and kind of dreamy, uh, you know, uh, just rubbish that's coming out of our mouths, things that will never play out. We could win the league, you know. We could, and this is, coming, this is coming from a football fan base that hasn't won a trophy for like 14 years. But we can have a conversation about well, we could we could win the league if City fuck up and we get ahead of Arsenal, we could win it. And the fact that we can have these conversations means something. It, it mean it makes everything tangible. So give us the money. Let Levy do what he's doing. Love him or hate him, we're doing the right thing right now. And you got to back that, and you got to get behind that because them look down the road, they're getting behind their swamp of a football club, um, and we have got to, we we have got to unite at this end. The seven sisters and do the same thing. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 